Well, hello again. Pastor Gus Brown from Akron Lines Fellowship. We're running a little bit late, but I hope that uh, some of you will catch it, the message here today. Uh, later on, uh, again, I want to apologize for coming so late. Uh, been one little issue after another, it seemed like today. But we have those days. But God is still God. He's still on the throne. And uh, he still wants us to uh, get his word out. So we're going to do that. We're going to speak on the area of lordship, and I want you to uh, recognize that many of us know Jesus as Savior, but have you really acknowledged him as Lord? And that can be confusing a little bit, but it should not be, because Scripture calls him Lord. Let's pray, and uh, we'll look into this Christmas message in that area of how the angels described this child that was coming into this world to bring salvation unto us. Father, we thank you and praise you, Lord, for your loving kindness. We pray that you would minister to us, to your people, that your Holy Spirit would teach us, and Lord, we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus is Lord. And yes, many of us know him, from a historical perspective, as Jesus. But have you ever acknowledged him as Lord of your life? Christ the Lord, Jesus the Lord, the Messiah the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Do you believe Jesus is Lord? And that is the question. For many of us believe in the historical Jesus, but have you truly believed in the one who is called Lord. Lord. Jesus the Lord. And the word Lord also has another meaning, master, or one who rules over. And a lot of us name Jesus as Savior, but there's no ruling that he has in our life. He doesn't rule over our life. Uh, He doesn't have the authority in our life. And he wants to rule over our eyes, over our mouth, over our emotions, over our thinking. He wants to rule over every area of our life. And for some of us who name the name Jesus, and we are so caught up in our sin, I doubt if he has truly been a savior. Because a savior is one who rescues you one who delivers you from that which destroys you. And if he's Lord over your life, he leads you out of those things. And you are following more of his commands than you are following the commands of the God of this world. Do you believe that Jesus is Lord? He is your Lord. He's your Lord over your time, your money, your talents, your gifts. He's Lord. The word Lord is used 747 times. It's used more than the word Savior in the New Testament. It is used 747 times. Lord, that Jesus is Lord. Now, I want you to go with me to Acts chapter 2 and verse 36. 
because God has made him Lord and he was Lord long before he ever became as we know him as Jesus. Uh, in his pre-existence the angels knew him as Lord. And it says in verse 36 of Acts chapter 2, Therefore let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Both Lord and the Anointed One. Both Lord and the Messiah. He has made him to be Lord, to be ruler, to be the one of authority in our lives. Now, Jesus was Lord long before he was known as Jesus. He was Lord over all. And we need to somehow get that up in our heads up here, that he truly is Lord, Jesus the Lord. In Matthew one twenty one. And it says that he would be called Jesus. He would be called Jesus. That earthly name that was there. That he would be called Jesus. And we want to recognize that. That he would be called Jesus the Christ. Lord. Lord. And that's so important to be able to acknowledge that he is Lord overall and we need and we need to recognize that now what did the word lord mean it meant jehovah saved it meant jehovah that in the old testament whenever you use the word lord the jews thought of jehovah because jehovah was lord Lord over all. And when the shepherds heard the word Lord, they thought of Jehovah. Jehovah Lord. But I want you to recognize something. That the shepherds, they use the word Lord. So over in Luke chapter 2 and verse, we're going to start in verse 8 and go through verse 11. He says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today is the town. Today in the town of David. A savior has been born. A savior has been born. To you. Now listen. Score this. To you. He is Christ. The Lord. Some translations would say. A Messiah. Has been born. Messiah, the Lord. But what I want us to take focus on is that word Lord. That Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Been born to you, Christ, the Lord, the anointed one, 
the Lord. He was Lord. His pre-existence. That before he ever became incarnate, became man, he was Lord and Lord over all. And oftentimes we don't want to accept the Lordship of Jesus, but we're just willing to accept Jesus as Savior, but not the Lordship of Jesus. Adrian Roger makes this statement in one of his messages, and uh, it's something that I have, boy, just caught on to, and, and it's so true. And Adrian Rogers simply says that you cannot confess Jesus is Lord if you do not accept him as Lord. In other words, you can't receive what Jesus gives. And that's his statement. You can't receive what Jesus gives and refuse who Jesus is. You cannot accept what Jesus gives if you refuse who Jesus is. And who is Jesus? He's Lord. He's Lord. And that's something that we all have to come to a point to recognize, that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's master of my life. He's over my life. He's ruler of my life. And that's who Jesus really is. He's the one who rules over my life. And we have to acknowledge that. But we cannot receive what he's going to give while refusing his lordship. We can't really receive his salvation and refuse his lordship of who he is. Because he is lord over his salvation. He is lord over everything that he gives unto us. He rules over it through his Holy Spirit. Now, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Because man thinks he's in control of everything. And sometimes we get to running off with the mouth. And because we can run off with our mouth, we let our mouth sometimes run ahead of us. And we're not understanding what we're saying. We will say, Jesus is my Savior. But are we saying, Jesus is my Lord? And we have to come to that point to recognize what we are saying. Because, see, only by the power of the one who he has given unto me can I confess him as Lord. The only way I can live a Christian life, the only way I can show forth Jesus in my life is through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not just me acting. And a lot of us, that's what we do. We act. We're acting through this thing rather than really living through it in the power of the Holy Spirit. A good actor on TV can make you believe, oh, he really loves that person that he is saying that he loves and this and that. And they can tell each other how much they love each other on TV and this and that and everything. And boy, we forget they're just acting. But are we acting when we say 
we love the Lord Jesus? Is there sincerity in those words? Or are we just acting for the benefit of others? Are we just acting to keep people from constantly coming after me about, am I saved? Do I know the Lord Jesus Christ? Have I just learned how to go through the Christian motions, but there's nothing really there? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 3, it says, Therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking of, is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord. Catch that. No one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. No one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. And we have to recognize that, that no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now, the angels heard that that. Jesus is Lord. And we have to recognize that the angels knew him as Lord. And in this human fleshliness, he would be known as Jesus the Lord. And that is so important to grab hold of, that he was known as Jesus the Lord. Christ the Lord. And then in Romans, we need to understand that here he is again and is using the word Lord. And without understanding that Jesus is Lord, we wind up missing who he really is. We want to receive what he gives, but not acknowledge who he is. It says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But what does it say that you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. You have to confess. You have to say it. That Jesus is Lord. Now, you and I, sometime, we can be speaking, and we can say a lot of things with our mouth. But the problem is, is our head with our mouth? Or has our mouth ran ahead of our head or our thinking? And many Christians today are not acknowledging Jesus as Lord. And that's so important to be able to do, to acknowledge that he is Lord. Now, the shepherds, when they heard the word Lord, they thought of Jehovah. Because in the Old Testament, Jehovah is always referred to as Lord. And is Lord Jehovah. 
or Jehovah is Lord. And they acknowledge that Lord with Jehovah. Now, there's something else that has to take place. Caesar is no longer Lord. Caesar is no longer Lord. Jesus becomes Lord. Now, what does that mean? That Jesus becomes the ruler. Jesus is the one who becomes master over your life. No longer Caesar is master or Lord over your life. That's important to catch. Because when you acknowledge Jesus as Lord, whatever is ruling in your life loses that position. And Jesus takes over that position as Lord and Master of your life in that area. He becomes Lord over your mouth. He becomes Lord over your eyes. He becomes Lord over your finances. He becomes Lord over your talents, your gifts, your abilities. He's Lord and Master over. And you may not understand exactly all that it is at first. But when you start acknowledging him as Lord, you're acknowledging also his pre-existence, not just his historical state, but that he was Lord long before he ever became Jesus. And I want you to recognize that, that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. And again, you cannot have him as Savior and receive what he gives while refusing who he really is, Lord of all. And he truly is Lord of all. And you may be walking into hell thinking you're going to heaven because you had a moment of prayer in which you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and and you said, come into my heart and save me. While rejecting the one who gives salvation as Lord. I know I'm being a little bit nitpicky here, but it's very important. You cannot receive him as Savior and reject him as Lord. He is Lord. And that's what the angels were bringing out in Luke. That you cannot deny him of that position and that title. For they say it again, today in the town of David, a Savior is born. Yes, a Savior is born. The one who's going to give you salvation. The one who's going to give you eternal life has been born to you. Now catch this. He is Christ the Lord. He is Christ the Lord. He is Messiah the Lord. He is the Lord. I cannot deny his lordship and think that I can receive from him what only he rules over and governs over. He governs and he rules over eternal life and the salvation that he gives. And I cannot reject him as Lord. Now, 
you may see that life many people have accepted Lord have accepted Jesus Christ but they have not accepted him as Lord and what takes place here is simply this they have accepted Jesus and salvation but you don't see a life that fits the life of Jesus Christ you don't see a life of victory you don't see a life that's being delivered from sin or been set free from sin. And I'm not talking about a life that is perfect. And that's important to understand. We're not talking about a life that is perfect. See, C.H. Spurgeon, a great preacher from England, he speaks of a young man who says that he was saved, he saved, he saved. And Spurgeon watched the young man's life. And Spurgeon recognized something. That he could not say to the young man that you are saved, but he could say to the young man, you have need of Jesus Christ the Lord. Because the young man was so wedded to his sin and so tied to his sin and loved his sin so much that Spurgeon could not see how he was saved. And Jesus would be Lord of his life. When Jesus is Lord of our lives, he loosens us from the bondage of sin. He sets us free from that sin that rules over us because now he rules over us. He sets us free that he might govern over our lives as Lord and Master of our lives. And that sin would no longer be the master or hold us in bondage or slavery because now as Paul says, I've become a slave to the Lord Jesus Christ. That lordship is important. And the angels didn't leave it out. Yes, a Savior is born unto you this day. But we need to understand he is Christ the Lord. Christ the Lord. And that's who he is. And we need to acknowledge him as Lord. And we need to understand that he is Lord. And nothing else will do. And no man can serve two masters. We need to understand that. For he will love the one and hate the other. But only when we begin to acknowledge Christ as Lord, will we begin to see the Holy Spirit work in our lives in such a manner that is beyond our understanding. Because I can only call him Lord by the power of the Holy Spirit. I hope this Christmas season that you get beyond Jesus being in a manger 
you begin you get beyond the incarnation and that incarnation is so important that when Jesus became a man yes became human he came to dwell with us but when we acknowledge him as Lord we're also acknowledging his pre-existence his pre-existence that he existed before he was ever born here on earth he is Lord over all. And we want to stay and we want to understand that. That Jesus is Lord. And that's important to be able to grasp. Hold up. That he's Lord. Now, if we don't understand it, we'll miss it. We'll miss that title of Lordship. And we'll just look at the person, historical Jesus but we'll never connect him to the Lordship that God made him to be, ordained him to be, Lord, which Acts 2.36 tells us, that he made him to be Christ the Lord, and he is Lord. Have you made him Lord of your life? I pray that you'll do that. Not just see him as the human savior, but also Lord and the Lord of your life. God wants to rule and govern our lives. He wants to order our steps. And as the shepherds learned, there's not only a savior being born, but one who would be master and Lord over their life. So would you pray anew if you've never prayed, Lord Jesus, be Lord of my life. Lord, rule over my life, govern my life. Be in control of every area of my life. Would you surrender completely to him? And allow him to be Lord. Make him Lord. Make him ruler. Make him the one who governs over your life. In every area of your life. I want to thank you for these few minutes. And may Christmas be a different Christmas for you. As it is this year, a different year. But maybe this should be a year of difference. May it be a year of some new beginnings. May it be a year in which you may discover Christ as more than just a Savior, but as Lord of your life also. God bless you. May God keep you. Father, would you minister to us in this day? And would you bring us to that place that Jesus Christ is Lord? And we cannot even say he's Lord without the Holy Spirit. That gift that he's granted unto us to empower us to live the Christ life. And Lord, would you help us to understand that the angels made it very clear to the shepherds that the Savior was Christ the Lord the Messiah, 
the Lord and that Jesus is Lord. Help us to understand he wants to rule over our lives and we'll give you the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. want to thank you. May you have a wonderful week and may you recognize that God is over it all and that he is there to minister to you and to help you along life's way. But he wants to be Lord of your life. Make room for him. Don't put him off. Amen. Thank you.